WVOW Local News now. School bus and car crashed in Wayne County Tuesday. I'm Aaron Stone. That crash happened just before 3 o'clock on Route 75 near Haney's Branch Road. The wreck was caused by the car running into the tire of the bus, according to a spokesperson with the Wayne County Schools District. None of the students on the bus at the time were injured and were later loaded into another bus and taken home. That's according to reports from the scene driver of the other vehicle was taken to the hospital. This is WVOW. Medical emergencies are never expected. They just happen. And when they do, it's critical to know that the skilled emergency medicine specialists and advanced diagnostic technologies at Logan Regional Medical Center are nearby. With imaging, laboratory, and surgery services close, you have access to all the resources you need for high-quality emergency medical care. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well, that's why we're here. For more information, visit LoganRegionalMedicalCenter.com. Four former correctional officers behind bars after the death of an inmate moved for a pretrial release denied. On February 28th, two years ago, the Southern Regional Jail near Beckley booked Quantez Burks on a wanton endangerment charge only for him to be found dead the next day. It was ruled that Burks suffered a fatal heart attack after he was severely beaten by prison staff. Since November of 2022, a total of eight correctional officers have been implicated in that deadly assault. Two have pleaded guilty to depriving Burks of his rights. The four officers seeking pretrial release, 39-year-old Mark Holdren, 29-year-old Corey Snyder, 35-year-old Jonathan Walters, and former Lieutenant, 33-year-old Chad Lester. The four defendants appeared in court last week to testify before United States District Judge Joseph Goodwin. Goodwin heard two hours of testimony before denying all four defendants their requests for release pending trial. Defense attorney David Sless disagrees with the judge's decision, claiming that his defendants pose no threat to the public at large. We thought we made a strong case that the defendants didn't represent a danger to the community, which is the standard. This was not a question of guilt or innocence. That is yet to be determined. As of now, the defendants are all presumed innocent, and we do not believe the government put on a case that they present a present danger to anybody. All four defendants are being held at the Carter County Detention Facility in Kentucky. The trial is set to take place in April. For those looking to run for public office, now is the time to file. Primary elections are four months away, and the official filing period for candidates started Monday, and all filings must be postmarked by midnight the 27th of January. Filing as a candidate for public office is surprisingly simple, according to the Secretary of State, Mac Warner, he himself running for governor this year. He told Metro News recently that the filing process consists of a simple one-page form, typically takes a few minutes to complete. Candidates for local offices need to file with their county clerks and can do so in person or by mail. But Secretary Warner reminds candidates that one key difference when running for statewide office. Offices that would have go across county lines, uh, statewide offices, that sort of thing, those need to be filed in the Secretary of State's office. Potential candidates can expect a filing fee that's equal to 1% of the salary of the position they intend to run for. Primary election of West Virginia is scheduled for Tuesday, May 14th. Candidates may file under any one of four recognized parties in West Virginia. That includes Democratic and Republican parties, as well as Libertarian and Mountain. Find out more information online. Visit GoVoteWV.com. Governor Jim Justice to give his final annual State of the State address tonight. Uh, this hour, the 
West Virginia legislature begins their 60-day regular session. And tonight, 7 o'clock, Justice take the floor of the state capitol to deliver what will be his final state of the state address as governor of West Virginia. Governor had a rough start of his time in office, faced with a struggling economy and a nearly $500 million gap anticipated in the state budget. This year, by comparison, Justice has some better numbers to work with with revenue collections nearly $406 million ahead of estimates. However, this comes after last year's session when lawmakers moved ahead with a 21.25% personal income tax cut. With that bill in effect, the financial impact on the state is estimated to amount to around $817.8 million. Last week during the governor's administrative briefing, he discussed the strides made within the state's finances and claims that in many ways West Virginia has taken the necessary steps towards becoming an economic powerhouse in the country. He expressed his positive outlook on where the Mountain State is now versus where it was when he took office. Absolutely, we want to use the goodness that we've been able to build in to absolutely propel us to more and more and more greatness. The State of the State Address will be delivered at 7 o'clock at the Capitol Building in Charleston. You can find more information on where to find that State of the State Address at the Governor's website, governor.wv.gov. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mountaineers basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at wvmetronews.com and on this Metro News station. WVOW. 